What's up and welcome back for another episode of the Checkup Podcast. It's me, Naeem Muhammad, here with my good man, Brantley Osborne. What's going on? And we're excited for another episode and kind of continuing the conversation from our last episode somewhat and bringing on our first guest, the MEC basketball player from Willing Jesuit University, Eric Seifert. Um, A guy that me and Brant both respect his game. He did a lot of damage when he was playing in the league. And um, I'm excited to have him on. Brent, you got anything to add? Uh, no, nah, definitely excited to have our first guest. Eric's definitely somebody's game that, that I respected. And uh, it was always fun to play against him, compete against him. And it was fun to kind of, uh, you know, watch his career and see some of the great things that he did with Wheeling, kind of getting getting that program over the hump. Um, you know, we, they've had a, a number of pretty talented teams uh, kind of since he's came through. All right, man. Let's go ahead and jump right into it. Let's get it. Check up. Cool. So I'd like to welcome Eric Seifert onto the podcast, our first guest. So Eric, before we pulled you on here, we already gave you a short little introduction, told the people about you a little bit and your time at Wheeling Jesuit. Um, But you want to say what's up to the people? Hey, everybody. Hey, I uh, appreciate you guys having me on here. Um, this will be fun. Chop it up a little bit and uh, get a little different perspective from the wheeling side. That's right. Yeah, yeah that would be good, man, for sure. So, yeah, once again, thank you for coming on. Um, so, yeah, really, really what our idea here is, you know, yesterday uh, I tweeted something out about the top 10 list and said I probably forgot Eric, man. I would have liked to put him on that list. And he got back to me. And this was kind of his idea to have a guest on, um, um, like he said, a different perspective other than me and Naeem, someone that has experience in the league and kind of been through the same thing, but on the other side of the fence. So it's a great idea. So without further ado, this is our first guest. Um, we're just going to hit hit you with a, a couple different questions here and we'll just get this conversation flowing. Sounds good. Let's do it. So first, Eric, I just want to see uh, what you up to these days, you know, post-basketball life. Are you still playing? Are you around the game? Just kind of what's the latest with you as a person? Yeah. So, you know, once you graduate from college, um, you know, you, you have that itch to still play basketball. I'm sure you guys still have it. Um, it's uh, it's always going to be there until, Brent, you said it yesterday, until the wheels fall off. Yeah, man. And it's definitely frustrating, you know. You sometimes you think back and you're like, "Man, I'm just not as good as I used to be," and you know, right. you get that that urge to to hang them up. But it's uh, it's frustrating. But no, man, I play in some rec leagues. Um, my brother and I will play in uh, some some old men leagues. Uh, we'll get some some Jesuit guys. I know Kyle Ritz is in Columbus with me. Okay. Um, he'll join he'll join my team. Um, Dang, that's a nice but, league. See, that's a good three right there. Yeah, man. Hey, having a big guy in a rec league is the most valuable thing. Uh-huh. But um, I try to stay active that way. I, I, I'll stay in some open gyms. Um, I'm not as as available as I wish I was um, in, in that sense. But yeah. um, I definitely find my hoop sessions in. Um, I, I don't know about you guys, but I've been trying to stay in the weight room a little bit. I uh, can't get out of shape that way because if you get out of shape that way, then you definitely ain't hooping. You know what I mean? Yeah, you yeah. got to maintain yeah. some of that. Absolutely. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was I was a GA. Um, so out of out of college, I was a GA. Um, I did. I was at Lake Erie over in Cleveland, Ohio. 
Um, and, and I was, you know, just out of college a little bit. So I still had a little bit of my hooping in me and the way I stuck with it is I was playing them. I was playing them one-on-one, two-on-two. Um, I don't know if you guys remember Tim Hosfeld, uh, from, from, oh, yeah, uh, Westwood. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember him for sure. I, I think that's a little bit before Naeem. Wait, yeah, before no, 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 no. He was there. Oh, no, no, no. That was, that was, that was a little bit before you. Yeah. He was a senior when I was a freshman. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so he was a GA with me. So we used to play two on two all the time, uh, you know, against the guys and and it was fun. But, uh, you know, that I had that availability for two years and then I graduated and graduated there. Um, I moved on. I'm in a sales role right now at Cardinal Health. Uh, I sell some pharmaceuticals, um, staying busy that way, but uh, always finding the time to hoop. Yeah, that kind of. It kind of sounds like me and Brent a little bit. We both, you know, did the coaching thing for a year after we was done playing. And I think, like, that's when you really, for me, it felt like, like I'm like, man, I can still do this. Because I was pretty, you know, I was challenging them guys still one year out. But now and I'm definitely at that point as a player where, like, I'm a little gassed. I don't got the win <laughs> I once had. Uh, I was trying to dunk, not making as many dunks, things like that. <laughs> No, nah, for sure. I mean, I'm definitely uh, uh, try to play as often as possible, man. Playing with, playing with. The, I still live here on on campus, or not on campus, but in Shepherdstown, just off campus. So I'm around the guys still on the team now. Um, so playing with these guys at any any given opportunity right now is like you know prime time after they get out of season, and so they got time available to hoop, kind of run in the gym. Um, but that's all obviously not happening. So. This is like my season, so it's disappointing that uh, we're going through this right now. Yeah, it sounds like you got the setup over there. It sounds like uh, you were saying you're a teacher, a high school teacher, and a coach. That's and you right. Get, you yeah. must got the keys of the gym, huh? Yeah, man, we do. I, we wish we could get – we do have ac- gym access. That's that's uh, that's not a problem. I do wish we could have some more heads out here that hoop, man. It's just not a, not a, lot, of, not a lot of able bodies out here, man. But we make it work. I, I hear you. I hear you. So before we dive into kind of like your MEC uh, perspective of things, just talking a little bit about Willing as a school. Like, how did you end up at Willing? Why Willing? And what was kind of the culture of Willing Jesuit as a school? Mm-hmm. So I actually had a pretty crazy story. So in high school, um, you know, I was a uh, I played varsity for for four years. Um, I didn't play much my freshman year. I, I split time JV varsity. Um, and as I went through, I just, I liked basketball. I I definitely worked hard at it. I played the travel ball, um, but I just didn't know if I loved it. And I was just thinking, you know, I just wanted to go be a student, just go to some big time school, be a student. Um, didn't really care to, you know, continue my basketball career and Sancombe reached out to me my junior year, early in my junior year and was recruiting me hard and he was the only division two school recruiting me only team and partly it was partly because my brother was there i I think he kind of had a uh little inside scoop but and he was just i mean he was calling me consistently him uh coach dickman um i mean they were they were on me and i just i didn't really understand what was going on at that at that time and I think the thing that really stuck with me um, that, you know, I'll definitely mention later when we start talking more about coach Sancombe and our relationship is he was persistent. I would 
you know, kind of skip his calls here and there because I didn't think I wanted to play. And I ended up committing to Wheeling Jesuit um, the end of my senior year. So he was on me for two years and he left the scholarship for me for two years. And I finally committed at the end of my basketball season, my senior year. And it wasn't because I thought I was going to go D1. It was just because I didn't think I wanted to play. Right. And and that was kind of something that stuck out to me, especially through my, my playing career, to think that, you know, as I became more aware of this process and he, how, you know, not everybody has that luxury of sitting on a scholarship for that long. It kind of stuck out to me that, you know, he really wanted me. Right. So, but um, no, man, Wheeling, Wheeling's a very interesting town. I, I, um, I, when I went there, I didn't know what I was getting into for a number of reasons. Um, you know, being from Columbus, Ohio, um, in the city a little bit, you know, you got everything around you, you got parks, you got every restaurant you can name, um, you know, hundreds of schools. Um, and then moving to Wheeling, you're kind of like, whoa, like, where am I? I'm in the hills out here. Yeah. And it was a blessing, man. It was cool. It, you kind of, you kind of, it was a culture shock and you had to learn um, kind of how to, how to adapt. And um, it was fun, but at the same time, it was a learning process. So, you know, I don't know how much you guys know about Wheeling, but it's a small town. Um, there's probably two or three high schools, um, a couple grade schools and probably like six restaurants. Right. Um, they had the, they had the Wheeling McDonald's that you would always go to the sheets, the late night sheets runs. You guys probably are, uh, accustomed to, (laughs) (laughs) um, and then we had, we didn't have a Chipotle. You guys Chipotle fans. Yeah. We got one late in my career. I don't think they had one when Brent was there, but we got one late. Where, uh, where was your closest Chipotle before that? It was like 40 minutes away. So it sounds like we were in the same boat. We used to do Chipotle runs and buy like three at a time just to have them back at, at the crib when we get back, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then we, we finally got one that was like 10-ish minutes away. Um, it was actually in Ohio, but, you know, we're so close to the border. Um, we finally got that, and it became a daily trip over to that Chipotle. Um, oh, yeah. After practice, Chipotle. After games, Chipotle. <laughs> so... That was kind of uh, the the big news around my four years was that we finally got this Chipotle. Um, and we also had this mall. It's called the Ohio Valley Mall. I mean, it was a ghost town. It, it had probably 12 stores in it. Um, it was, it was, it's actually my favorite story is um, I was into Jordans in college and they had the uh, Concord 11 Lowe's coming out. And you guys, I'm, I'm sure you guys are Jordan fans, right? Of course. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, you, you're sitting on finish line and you're in a waiting, you're in a line and, you know, you don't know if you're going to get it. Right. You could go to, you could go to the Ohio Valley mall and show up the next day and walk right in and pick up these Jordans. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's buying these Jordans. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, and those were my hooping shoes one year. So that's kind of, that was my experience with that. But, uh, um, you know, it, it goes back to Wheeling. Um, it has a special place in my heart, man. Just like I'm sure Shepherd Town with you guys. Um, it, it's not the ideal college town, but it definitely uh, made do. Right. No, I think I think Naeem and I both agree on this. Is you know, 
not tons to do here in Shepherdstown, but kind of one of the things that forces you to do is get really get to know the guys on the team and you figure out ways to make it work, which can make, uh, you know, those relationships uh, a lot more meaningful um, and impactful where it's like you really just got your boys, you know, in the sleepy college town. You got to figure out some way to have fun. So I know it's definitely helped us over here, like just building those relationships. Yeah, that's a good point, man. I don't even think of it like that. Um, you know, you just you have nothing to do but to hang out. <laughs> All right. So, hey, you touched on you touched on your big brother, uh, Ben, right? Being at Wheeling before you got there. And, you know, this is an MEC podcast here. But um, looking back to the Wiviac, your brother was getting it done, man. They had some good teams and he he was a tough player. Um, so, like, what, what kind of impact did he have on you kind of coming up and, and your choice in Wheeling? Yeah, absolutely. So I have uh, three siblings, my oldest brother and then a sister and my younger brother. And uh, me and my brother, we just, you know, really built a relationship around basketball. Um, I would say our game is fairly similar. Um, There's obviously some differences, but um, I think I I looked up to him big time. I learned a lot about him uh, and his game just watching him. Um, I remember in the uh, when he used to play in the WBIAC, and I was a freshman or, or sophomore in high school, and I'm sitting here like, man, I cannot play in this game. These dudes are crazy athletic. Yeah. And, um, you know, seeing him do it, it, it kind of gave me that boost of confidence. But, uh, no, he uh, he definitely impacted me and my game, uh, my development, playing with him, playing with his friends, playing up, um, all of that. But I think, uh, you know, the best story I got about that is when I was a freshman, he was a senior. We both played the same position. Uh-huh. Um, and so it was either I had to play in another position or I wasn't getting any time. <laughs> right, right, right. I mentioned that yeah. yesterday when we recorded the last podcast and, and I recalled you, you played like the four year freshman year, right? Yeah, I was the four man. Right. Yeah, I thought so. Just kind of see that transition as you, you, you progressed in your career. And I think the next year you played point guard, right? So you went from power forward to point guard the following <laughs> year, right? Yeah, that was, uh, that was what happened. Yeah. But who, who, uh, one-on-one matchups, though, between you and your brother? So we, man, we um, don't play one-on-one too often because it usually turns into a fight or an argument. And that's a true statement. That's just, it sounds cliche, but that's truly what happens. um we I mean we always go to open gyms together now and you know everybody obviously sees that we look alike and they are aware of us and they will not let us play on the same team they like we always have to be split up and (laughs) we have this agreement that like we're not going to guard each other like we just we we guard each other all the time we always play with each other like let's just you know find somebody else to to guard each other Right. Um, because it's just not fun, you know. I mean, it is fun, but we're not going to sit here and just compete versus each other when, you know, we want to see, we want to play different competitions. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, if I had to answer it one on one right now, he would probably beat me. He's in a little better shape than me. But uh, if we were both in college as a senior, I, I'm going to take me over him. I hope he's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see that matchup. That'd be a good one. That'd be a good yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, um, man, it's a it's a constant battle, though. Yeah. So move, moving along here, Ian, did I just ask the last question? You want to take one? No, nah, you got one, man. Okay, so a little bit lighter here. Uh, just curious, what inspired the Ritz mullet? What was up with that? <laughs> 
Where'd that come from? Yes. Yeah. on that. So that's that's a great question. You know, I I was taking I was like when we were talking yesterday, I was thinking like thinking of all these stories, all these experiences, and um, you know, that is something I that didn't even cross my mind until you just asked that. So we went through this phase as a team um, where we just look ridiculous. You know, we don't look like basketball players. We look like we're from West Virginia. Uh-huh. Um, and it was hilarious, man. We had probably we had probably six to seven guys that had long, like slow hair, like kind of like you, Brent, in uh, in college. But yours look way better. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, so it was Ritz, uh, Chase Lawson, and even uh, Pat Mose and Haywood. Um, everybody was growing their hair out, uh-huh. and Sancombe. It got so bad that Sancombe made a rule that your hair, um, I, can't, I can't remember if it was a length or it couldn't be touching your shoulders or, or something. Right. And everybody was freaking out. And, I mean, we all had to cut it because Sancombe said that, that that's not going to win us games. <laughs> oh, man. And I think this was going into my junior year. And so, you know, I, I had my beard my whole sophomore year. And I was like, well, Sancombe, like, I ain't shaving it. This year, like I'm growing it back out again. For those that don't remember, man, Eric was sporting the toughest beard the MEC had to offer at the time. I don't know what it looked like anymore, but that thing was vicious. Hey, during this quarantine, I haven't cut it, so it's coming back. But um, I looked back at some pictures, and I can't believe I didn't have more people telling me to cut it. <laughs> hey, man, I remember. I remember. So I played against you your freshman year when your brother was there in the WVIC. And then we transitioned to the MEC, which is your sophomore year, my senior year, right? So mm-hmm. I, knew, I knew of Eric Seifert, Ben Seifert's little brother, the power forward. And you cut, you guys come rolling in the Shepherdstown the next year, man. You coming with a totally different energy. You got, you got <laughs> long hair, a beard, a beard, and I believe you had money socks on when you came. <laughs> I was like, yo, what's Seifert got into something this offseason. He's feeling good about himself, but you definitely you definitely uh, backed it up with your game, though. Hey, first of all, I'm not going to let this slide by. That game that you're talking about, I'm pretty sure you went for 30 to 35 points and maybe had 10 three-pointers. I think, I think he set the uh, a Shepherd record and broke his 1,000 point all in one game. So, <laughs> Yeah, that was I think that was your freshman year. Your, no, nah, that was your freshman year when I had my thousand point. But the sophomore year, I had a I had a good game against you guys too. Um, okay, I had, I had nine threes in that game in the Butcher Center. Um, but that yeah, record I, no longer stands, man. That thing's done. Steph Davis broke it, and then Thomas Thomas this uh, came and followed it up, broke broke Steph's record. So that's out the window. But good times, man. Thanks for sharing that. Man, I I remember at that game, I'm like, yo, how is he still making these? Who's guarding this guy? <laughs> and it was just one after another after another. But, yeah. Um, hey, yeah, hold on real quick. Another thing I thought of, um, you know, kind of talking about, <laughs> you kind of uh, talking about my lack of swag. Um, you know, going back to my beard, um, it all started as a bet. Um, you know, the whole No Shave November. Sure, um, yeah, yeah. So I did that, and then I was, like, talking to one of my buddies, and they're like, yo, you won't go another month, like, not shaving it. So I went another month and this is my sophomore year and I ended up having a really good sophomore year. And I was like, yo, 
I mean, I'm two months into basketball season. I can't just shave my beard now. Like I'm playing some good ball. And <laughs> so I just had to carry it all the way, but it ended up working out for me because, you know, I think basketball is a lot of, you know, a mental game. Um, I, I don't know the percentages, but I'd say it's about as mental as it is physical. Yeah. And, you know, when you're looking at the other side of the court and you see people windmill dunking, you're like, oh, man, we're in for one today. Or you see a guy with a beard that's, you know, down to his jersey and he's supposed to be a good player on the other team. You're, you're looking like, oh, man, it, we're about to run these guys off the court. Right. And, and I just I always thought that, like, you know, it, it, it gave them that they thought that they would come in and slack off and it, it helped me to my advantage. That was kind of a thought behind it. I like it. <laughs> nah, yeah. And we joke a lot. Uh, we've said before that we think like the way you looked, you could have fit on our team because I don't know if you remember, but our team kind of had a similar thing going when Brent was growing his hair out. That's what started everybody on our team growing their hair out. We had Austin Cunningham with long hair. Oh, that's the uh, best. That's the best hair in MEC history. I ain't hearing yeah. nothing about that guy had some flow. He did. He did. His <laughs> mother ended up making some shirts. What did the shirt say, Brent? The flow was something about flow. Ram heads, flow, something like that. Flow bros, man. <laughs> flow bros, yeah. We had a couple guys with dreads. So similar to y'all, we was definitely letting it rock. Yeah, I know you had some long hair too, Naeem, and, uh, and the, the point guard. Um, yeah, yeah. That's who we're talking name. about, Austin Cunningham. No, 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 no. I know AC, the, the guy Pilgrim. after him. Marcus Pilgrim. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. My fault. Yeah, yeah. We all let it he rock. You had the flow too. Yeah. Hey, I could. I don't got the flow like that. You guys, uh, you guys are rocking it for sure. <laughs> oh man! All right, Eam, down the line, you got, you got, you got another one you want to ask? You had a good question, Naeem, uh, that we had talked about prior to prior to getting on here with Eric, that I was interested in hearing. So we know over there in Wheeling, you guys have a nice little mix of Ohio guys. And guys that come from the DMV, um, <laughs> as we know, as basketball players, kind of every area has a different flavor, a different style. Um, it's kind of like the staple of play, uh, you know, from from that particular area. What would you say the differences are with DMV guys and uh, Ohio guys or West Virginia guys? Is, is there a difference there? I saw this question and I laughed because this was a constant argument between our team. Um, Sancombe has, uh, he kind of recruits a lot from the DMV area and a lot from Ohio. Right. Um, now, we do have our fair share. I know Mark Winters is from West Virginia. We got a, a few PA, uh, had a few PA guys, but we had this constant battle about DMV basketball, high school basketball versus Ohio high school basketball. And we were talking about pros that, you know, were from Ohio and DMV. Um, and it, it got to the point where we were like, all right, fine. Like, let's just play open gym, Ohio guys versus DMV guys. And it was a little unfair. I mean, we had all the, all the Ohio guys were, you know, seniors, juniors, right. and all the DMV guys were freshmen, sophomores. Yeah. And we, I, I don't know. I believe we won. I don't know who did. Um, I'm sure you'll get some feedback that they won. Uh, the DMV guys won, but um, you know, it's, it's two great areas of basketball and I don't want to sit here and, you know, say one is better than the other or one plays one way, one plays the other, because, um, you know, it, it's such a wide variety of people that, you know, you can't just say that Ohio guys are team players and DMV guys are bucket getters. Um, but 
But I can tell you that DMV definitely has a ton of talent here and some people like, I mean, KD, you know, it, uh, headlining it with LeBron headlining it from Ohio. I think that's the epitome of kind of this battle that, that, that we have. Yeah, no, I like it. I think, you know, the Mountain East has, has proven to have a lot of really good players from both Ohio uh, and, and the DMV. You know, you can go down the line and, uh, you know, if you if you kind of look at both sides, man, that'd be a pretty good matchup, just speaking from the MEC. But in my opinion, and DMV, in the grand scheme of things, tough to compare, man, tough to compare. They got that uh, documentary coming out here soon, I think mid-May. Uh, it's called In the Water, talking about – basically all the talent that's in the DMV, man, it's going to be, that's going to be cool. Really? What is that on? What is that on Netflix or what's that on? Showtime. Yeah. Showtime. Yeah. Okay. That's going to be good. Yeah. It's uh, it's kind of funny though. I saw that and I just giggled cause I know, you know, all of us had this constant argument and I actually forgot about it until this was brought up. Right. No, it's good. It's always, always good basketball conversation when you're comparing different areas to one another. Yeah, I did have something for you guys. Um, you know, I was listening to you guys' podcast with the uh, the basketball tournament and, um, you know, you got, when you guys were doing your players and stuff. Um, yeah. And I don't, I didn't listen to the ones before. I did see you have one or two before. So, I, I mean, we may be, if you guys already talked about them, just cut this. But um, I think, you know, one thing that you got, that we can all touch on together is, you know, what makes the MEC so special? You know, why should, why should people, you know, even care about the MEC? Um, and I think it's something that a lot of people don't know, um, or aren't aware of, um, you know, I think, and I'll just, I'll start off and I'm, you know, you guys can kick in whenever, but I think the MEC is special for a number of reasons. First of all, the talent is, you know, great as we've already mentioned, but I think what makes it even more special is our, the following that the conference has, Mm -hmm. um, you know, without, without a professional team in the West Virginia area. Um, without, um, you know, West Virginia being the only D1 school. Um, I think that the MEC creates this hype and has this buzz because people don't have that high level basketball, um, especially, you know, I'm just referring to to basketball for the MEC here. Um, and, you know, bringing these, this, these great teams and talent and nationally ranked teams, um, you know, makes the MEC different than you know i was in the 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 gmac uh the last two years and right. i'm sitting here like man this is just not the same as the mec the mm-hmm. style of play in the mec is you put points up and you get some stops i mean it's toughness but at the same time you're trying to you're trying to run out run and gun you know what i mean yeah and it's it's a fun style of play to watch no doubt mm-hmm. yeah, i definitely Definitely agree with that, man. Even just seeing the difference, and and it's not super. I don't think it's super far off, in my opinion. But you know, Shepherd's made the transition over to the PSAC now, and even just the difference in play, how Mountain East, you know, like like you said, everybody for the most part is is really getting up and down, shooting a lot of threes, trying to play with a great pace, and uh, you know, PSAC's a little bit more of a <clears throat> kind of traditional big, throw it inside, play the half court game, grind it out type vibe. Um, like a big time now in these games, man, I miss him. Yeah. And I think it's similar too with the point that you touched on about the not having like that many professional, any professional teams in the area, like me coming from the DMV, you know, a lot of people are wizards fans or the university of Maryland fans. And I think that about the mountain East that makes it special is 
our, our schools have such history against each other and there hasn't been a pro team to come in and kind of overshadow that history. You know, like there's mm-hmm. plenty of people who are older, who have grew up being real Shepherd fans, real willing fans, real West Liberty fans. And yeah. I think it just shows and it, it keeps continues to go into the next generation. So. Right. Yeah, that, that's a good point. And, um, you know, to kind of continue with it, I know when I would go to Shepherd and play you guys, you know, you guys would have a good crowd. You guys have a big gym. And, you know, seeing those people in there, it makes it even more fun to play. Um, you know, I would I would travel to in the GMAC um, to some schools that, you know, were top of the line. Now, Finley is an exception. They have a great following. But, um, yeah. you know, there's a lot of schools there that are good and they just don't get the, the attendance. And I think it's because, you know, we got the Cavs here. We got Ohio State here. We got, you know, we can name a number of other teams that get a little more attention. Yeah. Um, and, you know, another thing that I thought of, um, the difference between the MEC and other conferences is whoever's in charge of the MEC Twitter handle does a phenomenal job. You know, they right. they post standings, they post every score, updates, you know, throughout the game, and uh-huh. it kind of keeps you keeps you with it, you know? Yeah. And, um, yeah. you know, I, I know the GMAC, they, they don't even post um, – you know, scores at the end of games, you know, you got to go all the way to the website and sometimes it's not even updated. And it's like, man, like, how can I stay interested in this? If like, you know what I mean? So yeah, sure. whoever, whoever's in charge of the MEC Twitter handle needs a raise, put that, <laughs> make sure you put that on there. Yeah, yeah, I think <laughs> That's definitely a big part of it. Accessibility, you know, just being able to stay up to date with the guys. Um, so continuing with the MEC, how great of a league it is. Uh, what are some of the guys that you played against that kind of stick out to you or just the favorite guys that you had that you battled against in your career? Mm-hmm. So this is a good question. You know, I, I thought about this one because I I see nowadays and I just wonder if I'm a little different or if it's like times have changed or maybe I'm just getting older. I don't know. But, um, you know, when I, when I competed, like I, I wasn't really friends with people on the court. Like, I mean, I would say something to him, but I, I wouldn't like, you know, be like, yo, hit me up after the game. Like, I'm coming to visit you or, you know, something like that. Like, right. it just wasn't how I was. And, and I don't know if it's just me being, you know, a dickhead or whatever. But, um, you know, but after, as I got older, I started to, you know, kind of reach out to people and talk to them a little bit. And um, now I, I definitely have a couple that I, I have relationships with. I know Tanner McGrew. Um, he, me and him played in a um, Morgantown Summer League. Um, got to know him a little bit. He's a great dude. Um, and I, I kind of got to know him after we both graduated. But that dude is a beast. I cannot thank Kyle Ritz enough that he had to guard him. Because if I had to get matched up on him, I'm, it's over for me. Um, yeah, that, everybody fits, man. That guy's a force. But, yeah. no, he's a good dude. I, I like Tanner a lot. Um, Jamel, he's from Columbus. Uh, Jamel Morris. Okay. He, um, He's from Columbus. We uh, we have a pretty good relationship. We used to play together a little bit. Um, we see we always see each other at open gyms. We stay in contact. Um, and and I was always matched up versus him. So he's he's probably the guy that I probably had the most conversation with on the court. And just right. because I already knew him. Um, but other than that, I know uh, me and AC. We've we've been in contact a little bit. We say what's up uh, here and there. We follow each other on social media and you know yeah. all that. Um, but. And then, you know, West Lib guys, you know, we actually, believe it or not, being so close, us and West Lib, at least during my four years, we never really hung out. We never talked. We never, 
you know, went to their campus. They never came to ours. Um, you know, we, we never really had a relationship, which is a little surprising to me, um, looking back on it. But, you know, uh, Seeger's from Ohio. Um, you know, I always, I would always match up with him, which wasn't fun, but I would try. Um, um, and as, you know, our years went on, I started, we started to, you know, have a little bit of relationship. Um, side note real quick, a uh, story about Seeger. Um, my senior year, I, um, this is when West Lib went to the final four. I think they might've gone to the championship. I can't remember. And they were playing Lincoln Memorial in Frisco, Texas. Uh-huh. And, um, I got invited to go to like the all-star game down there. It would have been him, but he was already down there because he was playing. So I got the, the nod to go down and we got to watch the two semifinal games and Seeger, I have never seen him play like this. This dude, I think he went for 40. He, I mean, he was, he was deep in his bag. He was so deep in his bag and he was just getting bucket after bucket after bucket. And I'm sitting here with, you know, all these all-stars in division two, you know, watching this game. And I'm, I'm like, yo, I, he's in our conference. Like, you know, this is, this is a problem. Like I'm trying to tell you guys, and I don't, I don't know how familiar you guys are with Lincoln Memorial, but they're, they are, yeah, they're a freaking good squad. And he was making them look like inferiors. Like he was just getting so many buckets, spin move, fade away, you know, yeah, I remember watching that game. He was scoring like a bunch of different ways. You know, he's knocking down his threes, but he, they were like kind of just like doing that little ISO for him, man. They were they were posting him up. They were giving him the ball in the elbow, and he was just going to work. I remember that game. Yeah, it was that was fun to watch, but I'm just happy he didn't pull that out on us. <laughs> um, other than that, you know, I, I do have a couple I, I thought it'd be fun to, to talk about. Um, you know, there, I was thinking of like, you know, people that I didn't like to guard, you know, like, yeah, there's so many good players that, you know, you play good defense on them and they're still going to get a bucket. And I'm thinking like, man, you know, Tyree Gator, you guys mentioned him. That dude is hard to guard. You cannot guard oh, yeah. him. Right. Oh, he yeah. is too fast. He's too quick. Um, you know, I, I, if I ever got switched to him, I'm like, dang, I'm, I'm in trouble. <laughs> yeah. I, I got, I asked coach Namek to check Tyree Gator when they came to play us one year. And he made me foul him every time. He ended up shooting 19 free throws and scoring 30. And I was like, well, I, I tried my best. We well, never that, put him in the best player again. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, though, that's how it is. I think he came to Jesuit a couple times. And, I mean, he probably had us all in foul trouble. I, I couldn't guard him because I would be fouled out. I mean, I'm I'm too slow to, to guard him. Um, another guy that – you know, I don't know if you guys have mentioned them in your recent cast, but um, Rob Reed, that guy is also hard to guard. He, him, Tyree, and Cedric Harris are in their own level of elite quickness. Right. Yeah. They, Brent, Brent's a Rob Reed fan. I, I, I thought he yeah, was pretty man. good. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I thought Rob Reed, man, he – I mean, he was super tough for for his senior his senior go down in Concord. He's he was a bucket man. You get on the island with Rob Reed, you in some trouble. Yeah, you better be sending the double team. <laughs> he now he was one of those guys that if you needed a bucket, there's zero doubt in my mind that um, you know Concord's going to him because you know they actually had good players. They had Aaron Miller and um, 
um, a couple other guys, but that guy, Rob Reed, it, I was not switching. I'm hedging and getting back. <laughs> yeah, he was solid. I think another guy for me that you just similar to the topic about just guys that were tough to guard. And I, I mentioned him last time uh, on the last pod was just Ben Gaia. And I'm not sure. Yeah. Did you play against him? Yeah, I did. I, I think it was one year we played against each other. Yeah. And he was just another guy. I, I wasn't matched up with him, but other guys who was, they were either similar to Gator, just have to foul or just like he would score. But. Right. He, um, you know, he's actually from Columbus as well. Um, so I've been aware of him, you know, going through high school and stuff. But oh, wow. when I heard he, when I heard he was transferring to Fairmont, I'm like, this is a problem. <laughs> yeah, man, that Fairmont <laughs> team was like that. They were super good, man. Yeah, him, uh, him, Wimbush and Jamel uh, with you know Jolly and Shamgod. That's a that's a good couple people right there. But yeah. so uh, so. Uh... Moving along here, talk to us about that West Lib rivalry you touched on. For anybody that doesn't know, West Lib Wheeling are in the same same town, right? They're Wheeling. Yeah, yeah, they're Wheeling. Well, they're technically West Lib's a city, but yeah, I mean, pretty much okay. same town. So anyways, they're, they're you know they're a few minutes apart, right? So I'd say it's probably the most intense rivalry uh, in in the MEC, um, in my opinion, anyway. And just kind of watching those games on YouTube or uh, you know whatever. The energy in the building is always crazy. You know, a lot of fans. It's definitely like you guys, like over at Wheeling, you guys have to pull out like extra bleachers for that game, right? Yeah, we uh, we actually were going to one year. I don't know if we ended up doing it, um, but I think we got in trouble for like fire code or something because there would be too many people in or, or something like that happened. Right. Um, but yeah, West Lib, uh, they, so they are right up the hill. And, you know, it kind of sounds funny, like a, you know, just a, a term or, you know, phrase, but. They're literally you take you we take two turns and we go we're at West Lib. It's a thirty minute drive, but you go up this hill and you just like go back and forth. I, you guys know the trip. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I mean it's it's a thirty minute drive. It's about a two mile distance, but um, we were right there and going to West Lib or West Lib coming here was on our calendar marked and circled. I mean it it wasn't that we hated them to the to the fact that like we didn't like them as people but we would just get so excited to have that crowd in front of us um sure. you know at, at the jesuit gym um we would have both sides the lower bowl like you know jam-packed every seat filled and above us um on that track up there i don't know if you guys can visualize our gym but it was there would be standing uh people all the way around that track and then on one side there's a bleacher that was also filled and i mean you would get your hair cut for that game you'd bring out some retro jays for that game um <laughs> you know you're looking your best for that game it was yeah. it was something that is just a unique environment and you know it's something that where you're coming with the ultimate energy you got the the ultimate adrenaline rush um you know i i can't dunk you know just if i go outside i can't dunk on a 10-foot rim but when I'm warming up and I'm I'm playing versus West Lib, I could probably be close to Duncan. <laughs> yeah. One thing I know about that rivalry too, man, is like, you know, obviously West Lib has been really, really good and, and top of the league for uh, since I've been around the WVIC or the MEC. Um, but I know one thing that with that rivalry, it's like it doesn't matter what kind of year Wheeling's having. Like you guys are always – seems like you guys are always finding a way to split or at least like make it a really good game or 
Um, I don't know if you guys swept them at all in your time there, but uh, I think my point is, it's like no matter what that record is for either team, like that's going to be a game, man. Yeah, for sure. It's it's almost one of those where you kind of take the record out the window. Um, you know, they they typically would uh, have a better record than us, but um, no, you put the records out the window and you're you just it's one game. You know, it's um, kind of with that environment and that energy. You know, you know, both teams bringing their A game. Um, it didn't matter, but we did have one year. Um, I can't remember if it was my junior or senior year. We beat them at West Lib, and then they were coming to Jesuit. Uh, I think it was senior night, or it wasn't senior night. It was the game before senior night. It was at the very end of the season, mm-hmm. and we were up by like 20 at halftime, and we ended up blowing it. But that was our sweep, and we we lost it. But um, yeah. no, nah, man, it was it was a lot of fun to play in that environment. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I know those willing. Y'all had you had plenty of good players on your roster throughout them years. And one thing I was curious is who would be your um for your career your starting five with all your favorite willing players. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna do the MEC um oh, okay. for the That's sake of for the sake of the conference um MEC as in Jesuit MEC teams. Okay. Um, not my freshman year. Um. Cause I want to start at point guard, not my brother, but <laughs> <laughs> so I would say, um, you know, my three years, sophomore, junior, senior year, um, our best squad that I could assemble would be, um, it would be me at the one Fritz at the two Pat at the three, um, Haywood at the four and Kyle at the five. And then the easiest six man pick, I got Tim golf coming off the bench at six. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one thing that, you know, a lot of people don't know um, because it's something that isn't, you know, necessarily praised by the media, but Fritz and golf, uh, there are two seniors with me. Those two made the ultimate sacrifice uh, their senior year. Um, you know, Tim was, Tim started freshman year, started junior year or sophomore year, started junior year. And then senior year, him and Fritz both came off the bench um, to kind of, you know, be that leader of the second group. And I think that's what made us so strong and added so much depth. Um, if you give that, if you give that role to, you know, a sophomore or a freshman, you know, they're not going to embrace it because it's harder to embrace that, you know, bench role as opposed to being a starter. Um, and, and, you know, seeing Fritz come off that bench and, and golf coming off that bench, um, you know, we're not losing a step. We actually might be getting better, um, you know, six minutes into the game, which, um, you know, goes to speak numbers about them too, but also kind of their commitment to the team, um, which helped us be, you know, a really good team uh, our senior year. Yeah, absolutely, man. You guys had a number of really good teams. That's a nice little lineup. I like that there. I like that there. And I do recall that. I do recall those guys kind of transitioning um, and coming off the bench. Um, it, it, it was honestly tough, though. You know, I know you guys mentioned that I hope nobody gets hard feelings. I know I'm probably going to get a couple texts from my guys and some of the guys and say, like, come on, man, put me in there. But got to go. I got to roll with uh, with them. Yeah, I respect that. That's a nice lineup. Yep. Um, All right, man. Uh, I think that's I think that's good for now. You know, uh, pretty far into the pod, touched on some good things, shared a couple stories. Um, yeah, nice to get a different perspective. Thank you for coming on and being our, our first guest. Uh, appreciate that. Appreciate that. You got anything you want to close out with Eric? Anything that you wanted to touch on maybe that we didn't, didn't have the opportunity to get to? 
Yeah, you know, I um, you know, we did. I think we did a good job collectively to uh, you know touch on a couple of different things. Um, you know, just about the MEC in general. I think uh, you know the MEC is a special place in my heart. I still follow it, and I don't have any connections to it anymore. Um, with right. Sancom being out now, you know, I I kind of don't have any reason to follow it, but I still do just because you know I I'm committed, or you know I have a um, I don't know what you want to say, a feeling, you know, something towards it. Yeah. Um, but you know, I kind of, I kind of, uh, am intrigued. I think that, you know, this podcast is a great idea. I think that, you know, I think you guys should get some more people on there, you know, get some of those Fairmont guys and all the way down the line get some West Lib guys. Um, yeah. I think you'd be surprised with the people that would be interested in, you know, reaching out and, you know, doing this with you guys. I think you got something good going. Yeah, man. Appreciate that. Appreciate that, man. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate well, you coming on, Eric, man. It's a great, great hearing from you. Yeah, absolutely, man. You guys uh, keep hooping over there. Are you guys both playing in that DC league, or is that just you, Brant? Nah, he's gonna do it. I'm gonna try to do it. I'm washed. I'm washed. So I'm gonna. He ain't washed. He's still that game. Give him two <laughs> weeks. Be right back I at am it. I'm the most washed player, but I'll be hey, out there. He says that, but he probably windmilling in warmups. You know, I hear it all the time. Yeah, now he's still got game. <laughs> but hey, I appreciate you guys. Uh, you know letting me hop on with you guys um you know if you want any other Jesuit guys if you don't have their contact let me know i can you know help you out or whatever the case may be anything i can do to help awesome man appreciate you dude all right, all right guys thank you guys for tuning in to another checkup podcast episode hope you guys enjoyed the content Enjoying the conversation with Eric. Eric, shout out to you. Thank you for coming on and being our first official guest. You can follow me on Twitter at Ozzy Hoops, O-Z-Z-I-E Hoops and Naeem. Yeah, thanks again to Eric. And make sure you guys give me a follow at Naeem Muhammad underscore four on Twitter. And uh, send us some DMs or messages so we could keep this thing rolling. Yeah, for sure. We got a lot of, we got a lot of time going on here. Um, uh, given given the country's situation, the world's situation, for that matter. Um, talk to us on there, man. Tell us what you guys want to hear. Maybe maybe you guys want to have a certain guest on. Maybe we can start talking some matchups, man. Who you guys think good matchups in the league? Get this conversation rolling. Like we said, man, let's have some fun during quarantine. All right. All right, Brent. All right. Check up.